0: and rattle across the table. The story becomes clear. Welcome to Bone Throwers Theatre, an RPG actual play podcast. Hello and welcome back to Bone Throwers Theatre. I am Jordan and we are currently playing Microscope.
1: And this is Jeremy. And this is Johnny. And I'm Aaron.
0: We are currently playing Microscope, as I said. We've already settled on our big picture, which is multiple cultures learn that they are not alone in the galaxy. For our inspirations list, we went... Aaron mentioned the Cytonic series by Brandon Sanderson. Uh, Humanity is not the predominant interstellar species. Jeremy mentioned Sliders, because it uh, has multiple dimensions and realities. Johnny mentioned Ender's Game, the entire series, because it has lots of colonization of planets with lots of different cultures. And I brought about Farscape, because it has an animistic approach to technology and belief. For our palette, for our yeses, we said that there is life that exists between the worlds, not just on the worlds, but between them. There is travel between the dimensions. There are habitable bodies, but they must have orbital rings. There are immortal beings and demigods, or demi-beings. And there is also an interstellar governing body. In other words, like the, the Federation. And we said also like a wide variety of aliens, including things like flightless sentient birds. For the no side of our palette, we said no artificial intelligence, no trademarked laser swords, no intentional time travel, no chemical warfare such as DNA targeting, and no viewpoints that rely on nihilism as a starting philosophy. Uh, for our history uh, our beginning of the uh, history is the accidental interdimensional travelers bring knowledge of interstellar travel capabilities and we said that was a light event in our history and then the close to our history will be cultures are united as familiar stars begin to disappear and obviously with stars disappearing we suggested that as dark
2: <laughs> literally I don't know somehow it's darker
3: tonight (laughs) (laughs) the sun disappears
0: (laughs) all right so we are in our first pass each player now gets to add more detail to the history creating either a new period or event and players can go in any order that they want to add a period place it between any two adjacent periods then give a short description of what happens during that time say if the tone is light or dark An event is a specific thing that happens inside a period, like a prince seizing the throne or a colony ship arriving on a new world. To add a new event, decide what period the event is in. If there are already other events in that period, place it before or after one of them. An event must be inside an existing period. Tell the other players what happens during the event and say if the tone is light or dark. Then we write each period and event on separate index cards and orient event cards wide instead of tall so that you can tell them apart and place them below the period that they are in. Cards are laid out in chronological order with time flowing to the right for period cards and downward for event cards within each period. So each period happens sometime after the period to its left and each event happens sometime after the event above it in the same period
3: so we are either looking at eras or, or event. events yes.
2: within in an era well i have one so the question is is that be an era or an event
1: when i have an idea for an event in one is of it? the existing eras because an event has to, to, to be website. in an era. okay yeah i do sort of fleshing out this accidental interdimensional interdimensional travel i'm just thinking of some specifics So, we are transplanting humanity to a different galaxy. This is not Earth. This is. Yeah, not Earth is mine. Yeah. Yeah. Something else. Okay. But it's. There are still humans. There are humans,
3: but we do not. They're not Earthlings. We are not necessarily all humans. Right. Because we're talking a multitude of different races, species.
2: I have period is dimensional travel portals start collapsing. Okay. So a lot of events can happen inside that period of time. And (laughs) it
3: goes this way.
0: Alright, so I have I have a light event or not an event, uh, era. And I think this goes probably before yours. I think it'll be before or after, honestly. Yeah, so mine is the Treaty of Parallels established the Order of Wayfinders
3: that is a, an era. Yes. Yes. Okay.
0: Because my thought is because eras cover a whole big thing and if we want to take a look more at the Treaty of Parallels or the Wayfinders or something like that, mm-hmm. we can
3: I have one. It is an era. It is also light. Divine beings begin showing up on planets and claiming them as their protectorship.
0: Hmm. Okay.
3: And I'm thinking that is going to go before both of these
2: actually like that as like the first
3: era. Era within this. Yeah.
1: I need a planet
3: name.
0: Here is a book, uh, Easy Guide to the Hawaiian Language. (laughs) I am not going to lie. I actually had the inspiration for this campaign while sitting at a luau at a resort in Hawaii. Kind of fun. Alright.
1: So... Should we be striving to have most of the nomenclature come from? No. Okay. Uh,
0: you know. No. But if you're if you're stumped for something, I don't think it's the right okay.
1: way to go. All right. So my event is for the first era, sort of fleshing out the details of how this whole big picture got kicked off. Uh, it's the Axillian science vessel Solar Quest C1 emerges in the rings of Hekili, causing catastrophic damage to both the ship and the planetary rings. Rescue efforts from both sides spark a fruitful alliance. Huh. I like that. Which I think I pulled that from the book. It means thunder. Nice.
0: All right. Well, we we have finished our first pass. Correct. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah.
1: Everybody's put in one thing.
3: Yes. yes, Yes. that's right.
0: Decide which player will start. That player will become the first lens. If someone is teaching the game, they should be the first lens. We've all played this before, so I think we can start with whomever. Um, you can give the l- lens a large invisible object to remind everyone at the table who it is. And I have the perfect reminder.
3: Why are you handing that to me? i it's going so. to be the
0: lens. Okay. Because you have something that you want to... So, first thing that the lens does is declare the focus. The lens declares the current focus of the game, the part of history you're going to explore right now. You're going to make history. Each player takes a turn creating either a period, event, or scene. The lens goes first, then go around the table to the left. So, if Aaron starts, then I would go, then Jeremy, then then Johnny. If Johnny starts, so on and so forth.
3: I have an event. So, for...
1: We very rarely have done this, but if you wanted to zoom in on this, we could actually do role play out a, do scene. a role play.
0: Yeah. Which is fun to do, especially for recording.
1: Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean that's how we got Jacques Lebeau. That is for <laughs> yes, Terra Proximus. Is.
0: So the lens finishes the focus. After each player has taken a turn, the lens gets to go again the lens gets to go again and add another period, event, or scene. Or two nested things. This lets the lens have the last word about the focus. After all players have addressed the focus, we take a step back and examine legacies, elements of the history we want to remember to explore later on. So we can either choose a new legacy. The player to the right of the lens picks something from play during the last focus and makes it a legacy. We can explore a legacy. The same player creates an event or a dictated scene that relates to one of the legacies, either the one just created or one already in play. Legacies actually were very important in the creation of Elements of War. Yes. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
0: (sighs) So you are currently the focus, or the lens, and that would make Johnny the character who chooses the legacy.
3: Okay. So I'm going to make the focus the Treaty of Parallels, and the specific event that I am introducing is the original Wayfinder, Kohola, and he's a self-described wayfinder he kind of titled himself that he travels between the planets gaining support for his treaty okay and I'm to go, that's still light so next
1: Jordan, you do something, right? yes, that's correct but it has to do with, with that era, yes with that, yeah, that, that focus you can do another event or a scene, right?
2: yeah a tua is what they're called in Polynesian culture the Tua are the gods and spirits of Polynesian peoples. We don't have to call them that.
1: No. Well, I'm using some of that. Just gonna create some layers. Okay, this
0: one's pretty cool. This is another light one. Kona Lima, divine protector of Talivo, recognizes Kohola as a kindred spirit. After a race through the eddies of the Great Star Whirlpool, he vows undying friendship.
3: I think that's, I like where this is going because I think I already know how this, what my last event might be.
0: So my idea is, is the great star whirlpool is basically a black hole. Okay. And so they're like, they're having a a race through the gravitational pull of a black hole to, to come out on on top. And my imagination um, is that Kohola actually wins. Mm. That's what I see, but yeah. I mean, we can definitely have a scene on that or whatever.
1: Mm. Okay.
0: I hope I didn't ruin what you were No,
1: I'm just trying to figure out where this would be placed. Because we can place it anywhere in this. In that time frame, okay. yes. Okay, all right. Dark event. And I'm actually going to put this in between.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: The Light Atua delegation mysteriously vanishes en route to the first parallel summit. Their three-ship convoy is found adrift in deep space with, with no one aboard, but all ship's defenses on full alert. Flight logs, however, do not record them, ever leaving the new HECULE
3: system. Ooh. So is that l- the Light Atua that's capitalized Light? Yes. Yes.
0: So this is the first Parallels Summit.
1: Mm-hmm. Made sense to put it after uh, when the guy's going around for support for his treaty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Johnny gets to go. Then Aaron goes again. But then Johnny picks the... The legacy. The legacy. legacy. Yeah, yeah, right. Right, right. Yeah.
2: All right. The Wayfinders discover a group calling themselves Kapua, who have been sabotaging the Parallel Negotiations. Kapua. What does that mean? It... Is the group of gods that are known as the Mischief Makers, demigods. Okay. Is that light or dark? I don't know. Like, it's dark, but it's also light because of the Wayfinders discover them. I would say overall,
1: it had to be dark.
2: Dark, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. It points to bigger
2: problems. Yeah. yeah.
1: And where?
2: Probably
0: right after the one you did.
1: Yeah, that's what it feels like.
0: And then, mind f- finishing up the end?
3: Yeah. Possibly. Because uh, iron gets to go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I had one to go at the very end. But with how this is going, the Kapua, the mischief makers, are they tend they tend to be mischievous or dastardly?
2: Mischievous more than dastardly. Okay. So like they're sabotaging, but they're not outright like being they're not being terrorists.
3: Okay. If I were to define a scene within that we would play out that yeah, we scene. Would act it out. But I would kind of dis- define...
2: The parameters.
3: So if I were to define Kahola and his convoy actually rescue the Kapua from a third party that is actually destroying...
0: So would it help if I described what a scene is supposed to be? Yes. To create a scene, you first pose a question, something you want to find out about the history. The goal of the scene is to decide the answer to that question. We start off the scene without an answer and discover it through play. The question can tell us something crucial to history. For example, why did the king betray his country? It can give us a window into what life was like in that time and place. Are the asteroid miners happy with their rugged frontier lives? Or just examine something that isn't important in the grand scheme of things but is interesting to the players. Did the soldier get to marry his hometown sweetheart?
3: Okay, so that's more what the scene is, rather than it's not as uh, defining, as large of an event. I mean, it could define a large, larger
1: scope of the event, but it's supposed to be, Dead, un- day day unestablished. Yeah, yeah, going in.
0: If you want to make a scene, but you want to answer the question yourself instead of letting the other players participate, you can choose to dictate the scene instead. When you dictate a scene, you describe what happens and narrate the answer to your own question, just like making a period or event. Making dictated scenes is covered later, but I can go into that. I can look that up if you Please would like.
3: Please do, because I have a scene, what I'm picturing happening with that specific event, kind of how that plays out.
0: So instead of playing a scene, the current player can choose to dictate what happens during the scene. Dictating a scene is useful when you want total control over what happens or when playing out the scene would not be interesting. <laughs> Other players cannot affect dictated scenes. Skip all the rules for making and playing scenes <laughs> and do the following instead. Tell a story. One, state the question. Two, decide where to put the scene in history and review what we already know. Three, Narrate what happens to answer that question.
1: Okay, so you yeah. get to do salmon shade in the death room. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes, pretty much. So <laughs>
3: it's, 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 it's going to be simpler than that because so the question is: Are the Kapua, while they're sabotaging things, are they actually trying to stop? Are they the ones who are behind the disappearances? Because that's because that's what we're what we're trying to figure out at this point in, in history. So, the question is, are the Kapua behind the disappearances of the light Atua? And the answer to that is no. They are not. And then I kind of describe the scene. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, essentially, Kohola and his convoy. So, these, these light Atua have disappeared. And one of the planets that he approached to ask for uh, support for his treaty. They've said that they're, they're really worried because they believe the Kapua are behind these disappearances of the light to f- because they're worried about this treaty. And so they go and they start trying to find more information about uh, why the Kapua would be doing this. And they hear of a gathering of Kapua and it's happening out somewhere. I don't know. In the <coughs> system. Yes. In that system. And so they go to go find it. Klatu system. <laughs> in, in the Klaatu system. The Verata system. It's the neighboring system. And when they get there, they discover the same thing They discover that was discovered for the light Natua. The, the ships are floating there. Their weapons are armed, but, but there's nobody on them. And so Kohola and his convoy decide that they, at that point the Kapua, are not behind the disappearances because they themselves have disappeared and they begin to... they find one of the portals and they're going to start traveling back towards the Noctis system and as soon as they go through the portal they discover one of the Kapua is floating there without a ship still alive and they rescue them oh, so now I need to choose a legacy huh yes
0: Legacies are common threads that may stretch through time and influence history. A legacy can take many forms an object a person a place a bloodline an organization or even a philosophical idea
3: <sighs> no
0: you make legacies to identify things that you are that you think are interesting and want to keep in the spotlight. Legacies are explored during a special phase of play between one focus and the next. Because you aren't restricted by a focus during the legacy phase, it is a broad opportunity to explore something that interests you. Just like anything in the history, a legacy can also be brought into play or explored during normal play. The player to the right of the lens looks back over what happened during this focus and picks something to be a legacy. It has to be something that appeared in play this round, either for the first time or reappearing from earlier in the game. Obviously, that's not an option. Um, You are not making something new, just singling out something already in the history. Choose something you are interested in and want to explore more. It has to be something specific from the history, not a broad concept or idea so for example betrayal is not a valid legacy because it's a generic concept betrayal of the sea tribes works because it's something specific that happened in history write the legacy on a card along with the name of the player fold the card in half and stand it up so it doesn't get mixed in with the other cards if you already have a legacy you can only make a new one if you remove your old one there can only be as many legacies as there are players that thing still exists in the history it just isn't a legacy if another player wants to keep your old legacy they can choose to immediately drop their own legacy and replace it with the one being discarded repeat as needed having your name on a legacy gives you no special authority except to decide whether to keep or replace that legacy now the same player picks a legacy and makes an event or dictated scene about it not a period or played scene It does not have to be the legacy they just created. Since this is between lenses, there is no required focus, just the legacy itself. When that is done, the legacy phase ends and the next player becomes the new lens.
2: Alright, we're going to go
1: with the disappearances. That's what I'm going with too. Disappearances of... To get a little bit more specific.
3: Right. Disappearances of... I'll also point out that all of the people who have disappeared so far in our story have been the Atua-type people, like the... From the other dimension. Yeah. The divine beings.
0: Yeah. yeah. Either Light Atua or the, Ka- the Kapua. Kapua. So I guess, are we determining that the Kapua is not an organization, but a species?
3: No, it is an organization. It's an organization. Okay. Yeah. It's a group called. Not a (laughs) people. Yeah.
0: Okay, so now
3: I think you you get to do another event. You
0: can do an event or a dictated scene about it. Since there's only the one legacy that's that's pretty much it for the time being.
2: Alright. So an event about that legacy.
0: Yep. Mm -hmm. Just looking through the rule book, it's funny how they say beware of time travel and immortality.
3: we had immortality technically or extremely extended long life in elements of war yes why beware of immortality
0: because it can make people too powerful within the story
2: we We can take care of that (laughs) (laughs) yeah
0: we
1: can always make the rule that we cannot play an immortal character
0: oh yeah I would not imagine that you all would be playing the Atua yeah well, that was my idea. <laughs> <laughs> I just so as well. The divine protectors.
2: Yeah. All right. A flotilla of ships from the Aban peoples is sent on a dimensional search for the missing delegates. And does that go in? It goes right after they went missing. <laughs> is this a light or dark? Uh, that's a light. Yeah, would say that's pretty light.
0: All right. So it is my turn to. Yep. pick focus i have chosen my focus
2: what is your focus
0: my focus is divine beings begin to show up on planets and claim them as their protectorships
1: yes
3: i have ideas for that era oh my gosh i feel like we have a lot of stargate influence going without realizing it <laughs> oh no I, I
0: knew that actually so I was I guess so I've been writing a bibliography and I had actually written down Stargate as an inspiration with in parentheses possibly the Goa so <laughs> because of the mythology aspect of the Goa Yeah.
1: yeah I almost in the no category said no Ted Snakes possession yeah <laughs> I almost said it yeah with that in mind
0: alright here is my event that goes under that um, that big era the divine protectors create the ansible network allowing for instant communication over all cultures unprecedented growth in culture
2: and art is a byproduct the network ansible network is it-, it? it's from I mean, it's been used lots of other places but first place I ever saw was in Ender's Game yeah it's just faster late communications. Instead, well, it's instantaneous communications regardless of distance. Okay.
0: I wanted some way for this this wide galaxy spanning culture to be able to communicate with each other easily. Right. To a certain degree, obviously, there's going to be problems. Yes. But I'm like, how do I? What do I call this thing? And I, I and he had mentioned the ansible, like enters game, and I'm like. There's the ansible. It's a very common science fiction mm-hmm. term. It's playing on our our space opera roots. I'm gonna go ahead and go with it. Yeah. So I'm imagining that's probably going to wind up at the end of the.
1: Well, depends on what it, other people. It, it does.
0: It does depend. But
3: you don't think it's at the beginning.
1: Well, the f- interesting thing, the the f- fact that you put the divine protectors and not the Atua may suggest it comes early. Oh, uh, before they've mm-hmm. come out as who they are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give themselves a name. It may suggest it. We, we'll see.
0: I liked using divine protectors because it it gives a very specific feel for, like...
3: Their purpose. Uh, and... Their
0: purpose. It's an, almost a deity kind of relationship until something changes. Maybe. I don't know. That's a, that's a discussion that we can have.
1: So I want to do a scene. Okay. And this is not a... Dictated scene. This okay. is an acted scene. This season. is an acted scene. My question is, what are these divine beings protecting planets from? Because they're offering protection. What are they protecting them from? For, makes them disappear later on. <laughs> could be. Could be something completely different. Dependent. We don't know yet. Yeah.
0: New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that there are... Aren't no- they the ones offering protection? Well, you are...
1: <laughs>
0: you offer protection. If you are the thing that needs to be protected from, then you know how to set the price for the protection. That's
1: true. All right, so can you describe this, how we're supposed to do this scene? Yes, I can.
0: Okay. Each player controls a character in the scene and uses that character trying to answer the question. There is no GM. During a scene, you can role play what what your character does and thinks. If someone tries to do something to your character, you describe the outcome. So very fiasco style. Yes, very fiasco. Shape the world by describing what your character perceives and how they react to it. And as needed, introduce and play secondary characters. During the scene, everyone should be trying to answer the question. Keep looking at the question as you play. The scene ends when the players know the answer to the question. After the scene is over, you will look at what happened and decide whether it was light or dark. Just like Fiasco. Yeah. I am so excited to make a Fiasco playset for this. (sighs) Yeah. One more thing to include. If another player makes something happen in the world outside their character, but you have a different idea Uh. of where their scene should go or how the world should be, you can push to change it. You suggest an alternative, and all the players vote to decide which one happens. Okay. Those are all the rules for playing the scene. Alright.
3: What are the divine beings protecting planets from?
0: Jeremy, who are you going to play?
1: I am going to play the equivalent of a bartender in a dive bar on the planet of Matai. Okay. How do you spell Matai? M A. AI. I have no idea if that actually means anything. I just made it up.
0: That's fine. Although we might get in trouble later on <laughs> if we find out it means something like boobies.
3: Ro- roses. <laughs> That's
1: a good name for a dive bar. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say there has been a planetary announcement that the government has decided to meet with these divine
3: beings about
1: They're offered protection.
3: It means Makani. It means what? Makani. M-A-K-A-N-I. I I don't know what Makani is. (laughs) Okay, cool. Now you gotta look it out. I am. Wind, breeze, gas in the stomach, flatulent wind, windy to blow. Sounds perfect for a bar. (laughs) Great for a (laughs) dive bar. (laughs) Welcome
2: to the Fart Palace. I mean, if you have enough
0: beer, that's what
3: happens. That's awesome.
0: I will go ahead and be a divine protector in disguise. I'm going to be Te Urira, coming to dwell amongst, like, listen to the people at the bar.
1: So you're a new
3: face at the bar. Yeah. Okay.
0: I'm basically doing my best Strider
3: impression. <laughs> I am a traveling trader. Ulan.
0: Planetarily traveling or?
3: Yes. Yeah. So you're not from? I am not from here. The Windy Planet. I am not from the Windy Planet, but I frequent here. Uh, I'm a known face, but I'm not like a I'm not a local. You know, I get to choose the uh, the legacy here.
2: Uh-huh.
3: So you can choose the bar as the legacy. It'll get blown up the first episode.
0: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's
1: gone with the wind.
2: <laughs> <laughs> There's an episode
1: title right now. Johnny. Marco, I'm a bar regular. Everybody just calls the bartender X. 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 X.
0: Alright. So it was a dark and stormy night. All of the regulars are crowded into the bar. There are some new faces as well. What is the topic
1: of conversation? X put us a drink down on the napkin. This is Marco, your regular. Thanks, X.
2: So, what do you think's going on with all these uh, visitors?
1: I haven't seen any visitors in here. Not in here? You know what I'm talking about. Protectors, as they call themselves. That's what I'm saying. I haven't seen any of them in here. Doesn't affect me much. Could I get a drink? What would you like? Amber. Alright. What's your name? I haven't seen you in here. You can call me Tay. Tay? You from... Bendelia. Can't say. Is that you can't say? Or you actually don't know where you're from?
0: No, I... I can't. I can't say that I've I've ever been there.
1: No, okay. Do you just have those features
3: about you and he slide you the the drink? You know it's uh it's probably better that you haven't seen any of the protectors around. Oh got yourself lucky. I there was uh one of the uh one of them was over at Tahood last time I was there. Um uh, I don't know. They just give off this weird vibe. As, one, as soon as one walks in the room, you can just feel their presence. They just give you the shivers. Have you been on
1: any of their protected planets? I mean, what do what do we need protection from? They won't say. Well, what do they do when they sell their
2: protection? Do they tax
3: us? Is that is that what it's all about? I cannot say that my cut has gotten any less. Okay. No, no, to be honest, each of the planets that I've been at that are protected, they seem to be doing fine. They're not any better or worse than the others that I've seen. Like, do they still have, like, platforms up in the rings or something, or? Not that I've seen. I come and go just as easily as I used to. What I want to know is what our government's given them for this protection.
2: Yeah.
0: Have you ever seen a fisherman at work? Not one of those ones with like a large net, but one that's like working with a a single line in a reel. A hobbyist. Could be. Maybe it's all, all they have to feed is themselves and their family. But what they use, it's a hook, right? Catches on to something.
2: So you're saying we're being used as bait?
0: No. What if I'm saying someone swims along next to the fish and pulls the hook out. Or is keeping the hook from getting set. So we're
1: the fish. way I've heard tell. So you've been on any of these protected worlds? Sounds like it. I've seen a few. And what's it like for
3: the people there? The fish, if you will.
0: Never seen happier fish darting in and out of the coral. Smooth sailing, if I can mix metaphors. So who's the fisherman in this version? To the fish? The man who pulls him out? It's a monster. Wouldn't you
3: say? But a monster's just trying to eat?
2: Yeah, but do you want to be eaten? I'm not saying that. Just saying, it, you know, you need to know what you're looking out for. Yeah, you get, you see your friend get hooked, you know not to look by that worm again. I think you're looking at this as each of you is the fish. You're talking about planetary scale. I get that. Yeah, each of you is... A cell in the fish's body.
3: What do you mean you?
0: What was that?
1: Nothing, nothing.
0: All that fish wants to do is keep swimming and keep living.
1: I'm gonna say a strong wind blows open the door. <laughs> Not that kind of wind. <laughs> <laughs> blows open the door of the, the bar. And, uh. Awesome space cowboy. <laughs> no, nobody comes in. We're nobody's seen coming in. It's a strong wind. It blows, like, some of the chairs that were closest to the door, like, slides them a few feet across the floor. X kind of shuffles around the bar. It's like, dang, this is the third time this week. It usually it doesn't get that windy. And he's struggling to close the door, like it's, the wind is holding the door open.
0: Once X is able to close the door, he turns around and... The glass that I was drinking from is sitting on the bar. There's a fish hook sitting inside of it. And all you can smell is like ozone after
1: a lightning storm. And the bar stool is empty. Correct. Is that seed? I don't know. Do we know enough to really answer that question? I don't know if we... I have an idea, but I don't know if it fully answers the question could give it a direction. Do we want to push? Yeah. I, I wasn't going to augment anything. I would just add on to it. Okay. So, say the equivalent of the broadcast television, whatever it is, and Matai Planet comes on, breaking news, emergency alert, and there's, like, shaky oh. video cams pointed up at the sky, and it appears that there are just swaths of the... Rings that have been like disturbed and are now like it looks like a laser show of pieces of the rings falling to the planet. Some burning up in the atmosphere, some striking.
0: So question, what are the divine beings protecting planets from? Answer Fishermen catching the planets, rings being destroyed.
3: That kind of gives us a direction for where we're headed with. It gives a direction.
1: It could be still a lot more detail. Yeah. To be later revealed.
2: That sounds
0: dark.
1: Yes.
3: Really? Mm.
2: That's a great idea. For the whole thing.
3: Oh, for the overarching...
2: Yeah. The overarching problem. Dimensional instability. Ooh. That's why... The people disappeared. That's why the rings are collapsing, but there's no visual evidence of why. Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to put that scene before.
1: All right. So I need to come up with something.
3: A scene or
1: an event.
2: And what's our era again?
1: Divine beings. Show up offering their protection. Offering protection.
2: All right. The Divine Protectors banned weapons of war on planets that have agreed to their protection, declaring an informal alliance between those planets, with the goal of eventually bringing peace to the entire galaxy. Ooh.
3: Where do you want, want that?
2: After the scene,
3: yeah. Okay. So they ban weapons of war. Do they seize weapons of war, or do they just ban them? They just ban them. Throwing off a very, uh... A Shen vibe.
2: Yeah, it's not all weapons; it's From just weapons Stargate. War. So no battleships, no.
1: Oh, there's Capital. Ban- banning all like space oh, man. weapons
2: of war.
0: So that was after the scene. Yes. Before the communication.
2: Yes. I imagine like right before the communication, because the communication is bringing an explosion of uh, arts and stuff. I
0: love how you declared that a light scene. Uh-huh. And the uh, reaction around the table is like mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yep. The intention is for it to be a light scene.
1: I like it. Well, oh, I like we, it. We we just came out of a campaign yes. where that's like we're, yes. uh-huh. we are Yes. We like
2: <laughs> the government
0: was in the charge council. of
1: everything. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. They are not the council.
0: No. No, I think we have we have swung in an opposite direction from the council.
3: Yes. Uh-oh. That was, that was fast. It's yeah, dark. Oh, no. Uh, A growing dark spot in the Ansible Network is discovered where planets once connected to the network are losing their connection but can still be reached by normal means. Okay. All right, so Jordan goes once more. All
0: oh, right.
1: It's dark.
3: This is going to be the last one
0: after the dark spot in the Ansible Network. The disconnections in the ansible networks are determined to be caused by opening rifts within nebulae. New uncharted quasars begin emitting electromagnetic radiation that don't match with the base electromagnetism of this galaxy.
1: Science. I have no idea what he just said, but cool. He said science. <laughs> science. Science, science, science,
3: science, 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 <laughs> science, science. Science, 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 mechanical science. <laughs> I really want to do this as a uh, as a legacy because it's like out of left field. It really makes no difference, but it'd be fun. And then I get to do and like name another event. Another event or a dictated scene? Yeah. My legacy, X, the bartender.
0: <laughs> yes.
3: <laughs> he is the original Atua. The first Atua comes to this universe or this uh, dimension. Ooh and begins searching planets I'm just going to point out now that
1: in all three sessions of Microscope I created a character that spans Eris <laughs> <laughs> I created Jacques Laveau <laughs> I created Alexander Turin mm-hmm. <laughs> And now X, X the bartender. <laughs> the fact that it was he
3: simply known as X. Okay, all right.
0: <laughs> so where where does X the bartender go in the timeline?
3: A bit back the first. At the first, he is the first Atua. Oh, right after the uh, the very first event, divine beings begin to show up.
0: Okay, so that's before the scene even. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. And that's light, I'm assuming.
3: Yeah. Yes. I want it to be dark, but we'll make it light.
0: Searching planets for what?
3: Yes. <laughs> the best drink he can find.
0: <laughs> All right. We're going to go ahead and call that episode good. And when we come back, Jeremy is going to be taking the reins for our next focus. Thanks so much for listening. Thank you for listening to Bone Throwers Theater. We are releasing this podcast under a Creative Commons attribution, non-commercial, no derivatives, 3.0 unported license. That means you can share the podcast, but please do not modify it or try to gain financially from it. If you would like to visit our website, you can do so at bonethrowerstheater.com. If you would like to send us an email, you can do so at Theater at gmail.com. Our Twitter handle is Bone Theater. You can also look us up on Facebook and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And until next time, may the bones fall ever in your favor. This has been a Nerd Circle podcast production.